Welcome to Evangel Church. Our mission is to bring people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was right in the middle of 2013. In fact, it was the very last day of May. And I had uh, been praying, and my wife and I had been praying about what God's plan was us uh, for, for us here at Evangel Church. We had been here on staff as pastors, and uh, Pastor Brennan, our previous pastor, had transitioned, and I stepped in to assume the role of interim senior pastor for one year. And then uh, there was a vote to uh, consider us as a permanent senior pastor here at Evangel Church, as permanent as that can be. We've had so many over our time, but until the Lord would call us on. And as we uh, felt the Lord's confirmation and the body's confirmation, the first thing that I was praying leading up to that time was, Lord, then would you show us a vision of where you're calling us and who you're calling us to be in this day? And I can remember God beginning to answer that prayer on the installation service. Normally when a pastor is selected and, um, and voted on in a church, then there's an installation service where someone else will speak. And the speaker is Pastor Frank Reitzel, who's the executive secretary of the New Jersey District of the Assemblies of God. And during his message, he shared a story about when he came to one of the previous churches that he had pastored. And he met with the leaders in the town. He met with the mayor. And the mayor began to tell him of just how little the church really meant to the community. And he said, in fact, you've never, your church has never done anything for our community up until this time. And it would be better if the church wasn't even there and there was another business filling that place because then at least you'd pay taxes. Um, and so that's, that's the welcome he got to his community. And he said he made it his mission and he believed God had called him and called every church that because of the presence of that church, the community would be a better place. The community would be different as a result of the presence. When I think about Jesus, and I think about everywhere that he went, the people that he encountered, they were changed and transformed. The places that he went became different because of his presence. And if he has called Evangel Church to be here, my prayer was, and it was beginning that day, Lord, then would our community be different as a result of our presence and your presence in our lives? And so that was the prayer. And I remember beginning to have conversations with some of our leaders and pastors and said, what if... One day we gave up our church service on a Sunday and we went out and we served the community and we were the hands and feet of Jesus. And I could remember the eyebrows going up and people wrestling with it and, and asking the questions. And then we said, yeah, what if? And we said, well, how many people would get on board with that? And, and, and our estimates were so low. It was like 200 people, we thought, of, of our church would ever you know, be on board with something like that. And so we pitched it in 2013 and we were overwhelmed when over 1,000 of you said, we'd love to be a part of something like that. And over 800 of you put your feet to the ground to serve our neighbors with the love of Christ. And now for us to be standing two years later after our second time of taking part in this, all that I can tell you is that we are seeing a God-sized goal become a reality. And God's answering that prayer, Lord, may our community be different because of our presence and your presence in our lives. And so I want to take time today. Would it be okay if we just told some stories about how God has been moving and about how God has been working in and through us because you have taken part in a God-sized goal and God has been moving through your obedience, through your sacrifice, through your willingness to give up a service and serve others with the love of Christ. And I want to show you today how that has eternal significance attached to it. Today I'm going to read to you from 1 Peter chapter 4. And it's verse 10, and we're going to come back to this after, uh, later on in the message as well and continue to talk about it. But let's take a look here at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. This comes to a group of people at a time 
whenever the world around them was, uh, there was in turmoil. The land that these people lived in, because this was originally a letter sent from Peter, who was one of the followers of Jesus, to a group of people who were living as followers of Jesus in a place that wasn't very welcoming of them. In fact, they persecuted them, they came against them, and these people did not know how to live their lives in the midst of that tension and in the midst of the world around them. And at times, the church today has those same questions. How can we live in the midst of the world around us? The world is changing in a lot of ways, and some would see that that is not a good thing, and it hurts people's hearts when we see the violence and the, 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 just the turmoil and the strife and the pain and suffering and the hopelessness that fill so many people's lives. We say, what can we do? Well, the Lord used this word to speak to a group of people then, and he uses it to speak down through uh, generations to us today because it's God's living word to us. And this is what God's word says, that each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Today, I want to show you how through um, our obedience to take part in what God has called us to, we have been living out this verse and this passage in God's heart in our community. We have been using our gifts to serve others with the love of Christ. And so we're going to take some time now and we're going to take a look at this God-sized goal of service for service. And we're going to go part by part through and really talk about some of the key projects that you were a part of because I don't know about you, but you came into this place, we sang a song, we got excited, and then many of you went on to buses. You didn't know where everyone else was going. You know the park that you did or the, the, the people that you served, but maybe you'd like to know the big picture of really what God has done, and that's an opportunity for us today to share in that. First area that we, I want to talk to you about is how we cared for our community. One of the things we knew that God had called us to was to be a presence, a light in our community. And so we connected with our neighbors and we went to some homes around the community and we mowed their lawns and we helped uh, clean up their yards and we cared for them with God's love. We went into parks. We went into five parks and playgrounds in Plainfield. We mulched, we cleaned, we painted gazebos, we repaired stained picnic tables and uh, all these places now are safer and more beautiful because of that presence. And it was an amazing, amazing work that everyone did. We helped beautify and clean up uh, an, a historical site, the Drake House in Plainfield. Uh, we went to Habitat for Humanity headquarters and painted there. And we even did a car wash here on our premises. So uh, people got to see that as well. And so we washed people's cars. I think 40 cars came through. 40 families were blessed through that ministry. There's another uh, organization that we have come to know and partner with uh, over in recent years in its arc of Union County. Arc of Union County is an organization that serves individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And they have different homes where they serve their residents uh, and they're cared for. Our service for service teams were at some of those residences, ministering to those that live there, painting pumpkins with them and decorating with them and even helping them plant some beautiful mums out in their yards to make their residences even more warm and beautiful. So I know that that was a very special time that we were able to care for people in our community that are right around us. Not only did we sense a calling from the Lord to care for our community, but we also were called from the Lord to care for our body. We knew that in a church our size, we have different people that are suffering with loss, with the loss of mobility, things that have uh, hurt them and hindered them to be able to take care of their homes in a way that they once could. And so we came alongside of homes and we helped them and served them with Christ's love. 
We know that God's word says that we are called as the people of God to care for the widow and for the orphan. And so we have widows in our church that we were able to identify and come alongside of them by helping them with yard work or in simple fix-it projects in their homes. We were able to show them the love of Christ in a very tangible way. And I know that our people were blessed and I know that those that we were able to serve were blessed and humbled and thankful that, that they were remembered in that special way. I know that at times you can go through times of loss or even feel isolated, feel lonely. And those seasons of loneliness can be very difficult, especially if you've lost a loved one. And it can be easy for you to believe the lie that maybe you've been forgotten. And I know that this may have not been everyone's story, but I I know specifically there were some that we were able to serve that they had felt that they were forgotten, but God showed them on that day that he remembered them and that we remembered them and that the body of Christ was being exactly who God called us to be. And that's exciting. There's one story that I came across from Service for Service that was a part of us caring for the body. And there were two individuals. They both attend here. One has attended a lot longer than the other. Uh, The first woman I'll tell you about, her name is Mary Hubinski. And many of you know Mary. She has been a faithful servant here at Evangel. She has served by sharing in a Bible study. And she knows uh, God's word very well. She teaches it with passion, with clarity. And I know that there are many women. Are there any women here that have been blessed by Mary's ministry? We know as well that Months ago, Mary lost the love of her life, her dear husband. Um, And as she suffered through that loss, she has now become a widow. And so uh, her and her family have been going through the difficulty of taking care of the home and and just keeping up with life and all those demands. And Mary still has not wanted to lose a step in serving and sharing in the Bible study. And people have just seen her faithfulness. Well, we identified her as one of the homes that we wanted to serve and care for, and so we sent a team there. But there was one very special person on uh, that team that had a special assignment on that day. And she was someone that had been looking to get involved in evangelism, was having difficulty finding her place and where exactly God would have her to serve. Her name is Jamie Hilton, and if you uh, don't know Jamie, um, there's an easy way to recognize her. She is the only person that comes to evangel right now that is allowed to bring her dog with her. And there's one reason why. We'd all love to, but it's because that's her seeing eye dog, and Jamie is blind. And Rosie is the one that leads her around uh, through our hallways. And, uh, and so as Jamie signed up for service service, we were very excited. But the question was, where would she serve? And while she may have even thought, and others could have thought, well, maybe it's just something by herself, and she could pray, or something along those lines, God had it for her that day that she would have a special assignment. See, Jamie has a background in social work and in caring and speaking to individuals and caring for them in that way. And we were able to, to actually bring her to Mary Hubinski's house and she spent time while the other people were serving in the home, she was serving Mary by ministering to her, by speaking with her, by sharing life together with her. It was a very special moment. And we have a video here that just gives you a glimpse as to how the Lord used that connection for both of them. So take a look here. This year was my first year in service to service. It's my second year being at this church. I love the church. I love the idea of volunteering for somebody else because I get a lot of help because of the fact that I'm blind. Um, I've been a member of the church for a few more years than Jamie, but uh, I never thought they would be coming to help me. I'm usually mm-hmm. looking to in teaching Bible study to help other people. And uh, it was such a blessing and humbling to have to need the help and receive it. 
but it was very pleasant. The people were wonderful, came, and they brought Jamie along. It's wonderful to be able to do what I did for a living for many years. That's listen to people and their problems and talk. Not that Mary has a heck of a lot of problems. She's very upbeat. She's wonderful. We wound up finding out that we had many things in common. We're both from Manhattan. Um, we're both the same age, born the same month. Um, and so we had many things we could talk about. And so we had, it was a wonderful time. Humbling, yet at the same time, very much of a blessing for those who were giving and those, myself and my daughters, who received the help and, and things were fixed our house in one morning, in one shot. Amen. I think so often we limit what it means for us to allow God to use us to serve others. And I just think Jamie's an amazing example of stepping out and saying, God, I know you have a place for me. And being able to use something that she had done for so many years unto the Lord to serve him, it gives a new sense of purpose into someone's life. And for Mary to have been blessed in that way, just a, an example of how our service impacts lives, those here and those in our community. Um, as we step out into our community, one of the things that we always do is we reach out to the mayors of each town and we will ask them if there's anything specifically on their heart that we could do to help serve them and serve the community uh, on this day. And when we met with the mayor of Plainfield, Mayor uh, Adrian Mapp, uh, Mayor Mapp began to share his heart for us to uh, do something that would connect with his vision to see murals around uh, the city of Plainfield, and they had not yet seen anything happen like that. And so he gave us a blank canvas, and we took some of our great artists here at Evangel, and uh, they drew it up from scratch. They sent it through the different layers of uh, approvals all through the government, and it was something that would capture the heart of Plainfield, a great message that would inspire people right on the grounds of City Hall. And they worked hard. They worked creatively. They worked diligently together all day. And what started like this turned into this in one day. Isn't that beautiful? If we, if you could see in the background there, it's a team that was able to serve uh, in that way. You could see on that mural that, and I don't even know if you could stop it right on the uh, right on the picture of the mural. You can see that there are five different areas that are identified there. It depicts a doctor, a firefighter, um, a policeman, a construction worker, and a teacher. Uh, and so they were able to use their gifts, their talents, to leave a lasting mark in the city of Plainfield. There it is, a mark of what God did through us and allowed us to be a part of. So we are so thankful, and thank you to everyone that put your hands to that good work. Now, uh, like me and others, we could not take part in something that detailed. Uh, we gave other people that wanted to paint a bigger brush and send them across the street from the mural to the Salvation Army in Plainfield, New Jersey, and they needed some work to help beautify their space. So the painting didn't stop there. Uh, last year, we were able to go there and serve food. This time, we're able to help renovate their facility by repainting, touching up some of the rooms. We were able to paint three offices, the foyer and their multi-purpose room. And they are an amazing ministry that's serving uh, in the heart of Plainfield to see people uh, know Jesus and love him and follow him. And so we're so thankful for our connection with Salvation Army and the ministry that they do. We sent a group of you out to Newark, New Jersey, of all places, right? Because we had uh, the Goodwill Rescue Mission that reached out to us. And they're a great mission serving in 
the heart of Newark, and they asked if there was anyone that would be willing to come and take part in some of the things that they needed done. So there was a team there that was sorting through clothing in their thrift store. They were helping to move things off of um, a box truck and move uh, food around. And then some even got to take part in serving uh, and feeding others that were there for that reason and ministering in that way. And so there are many people who are even able to go out as far as Newark and use their talents for a Christ-centered mission that's looking to see people come into that life-changing relationship with Jesus. That was really our heart's desire is to see people know the love of God and hear about his love. And we wanted people uh, that were in difficult places like you see in, uh, as far as Newark, people that were in lonely places that would have even felt forgotten or that they, that maybe they, they didn't have anyone that would reach out and care for them. And even the youngest children we wanted to see come to know Jesus and hear about his love. And so we had two amazing uh, children's outreaches that took place. Can we hear for our children's outreach teams? You did a great job. One of them was in Hannah Atkins Park and the other one was over in LeGrand Park here in Scotch Plains. We had bounce houses, we had face painting, we had a free barbecue. It sounds a lot like what we're all getting ready to take part in here. We're all like big kids, aren't we? Um, We're gonna have some, uh, they had food, uh, they had music and songs and skits, and, and then they had the message, the greatest thing of all, the message of Jesus, shared through songs, through skits, and through stories. And I know many families were blessed as a result of that. In fact, Mandy and I were able to stop by there with our 18-month-old Lily, and uh, Lily held onto that balloon, I think, for like three or four days, the balloon animal that was made for her. She didn't want to let go of it uh, at all. From there, we also went out into our community and we were able to serve in some nursing homes. We have a ministry that goes into nursing homes and ministers to the residents there. We were able to blow up that team. That was, I think, one of the first things to, uh, to run out of sign-ups. So many of you stepped out in that way on that day, and they had church services for those there, sang songs, uh, shared in the word, uh, played games with them, uh, did things to just love on them and care for them. And God did some amazing work uh, in people's hearts. And I know that the staff was blessed. I know that uh, the residents were blessed. And I know that our people were blessed and changed through that opportunity. In Plainfield, there was a big project, probably the largest project that we have ever attempted through something like this, and it was with Habitat for Humanity. Now, Habitat for Humanity is a Christ-centered organization, so they're all about uh, the Lord. It's at the center of what they do and why they do what they do. Uh, They have a um, five-house plot of land in Plainfield that we were with Back in our last services, we helped start the project, and now this year we were able to help finish the project by doing all the landscaping that was needed to be done in and around that area. And so this was a huge project. Well over 100 people took part in this uh, leading up to it, and during the day they planted, they mulched, they did the heavy lifting, and they had a great time doing it. So let's hear for all that happened through that work. And I think one of the most exciting things about that is that the people that were there alongside of them were the homeowners that were going to be receiving these homes. So we work literally shoulder to shoulder with families that were being blessed with these homes uh, through Habitat for Humanity. And it was a great experience for everyone involved. There was one man in particular named Robert that I'm going to tell you more about later in the message. And he was the one you heard about in that video when he said, this house behind me is my house. And it was amazing to see and hear his story of how God moved. You see, for people like Robert and others, um, they're praying. People are praying and saying, God, if you're there and if you hear me, would you just help me to see that and would you help me to know that? I don't know about you, but I've prayed that kind of prayer where I felt very alone and I said, God, if you're real and if you're there, I just pray that you would show me in some way 
And then, Lord God, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll come to you. I'll, I'll know. I'll have peace in my heart. And there are people that are praying and saying, God, do you hear me? Do you see me where I am right now? And I want you to know that on la- that Sunday, the 11th, you were acting as an answer to somebody's prayer in many cases. You have been being used in such a way that God was answering prayers through your obedience and through your service. We need to understand that everything we took part in, it was a God-sized goal. It wasn't something that could be accomplished in our own strength. And because of that, we had to rely completely on God going into it and coming out of it. We have to give all the glory to God for what he has done because he's the one that's truly accomplished it. And so I want everyone to know that there was something going on. For many, you may think it was behind the scenes. For others, you saw it right out in front. But it was a foundation for everything that we did. We learned this as we studied God's word in Nehemiah, when we saw how they took part in a God-sized goal, that it was bathed in prayer at every turn. And so we knew that we needed to see how prayer would just be the foundation for everything that would happen in service or service. We held prayer meetings leading up to uh, our big day, and we had a very special team. It was a new team that we didn't have last time we did this uh, in an official capacity, and it was our prayer squad. Let's hear for the prayer squad, because they... Some of you, you feel like your back is still hurting from the work, but I'm going to tell you, the prayer squad was the ones doing the heavy lifting. They were the ones interceding for you. They were the ones sowing into the foundation. They were praying up in this room, right behind you in the balcony. You see a big sign that says prayer room. They were praying in there with such passion that I came back and I walked into the church and I didn't know the sound. I thought there was some like thing playing, some kind of music or some kind of voice box. It was so loud, like a thunderous sound. And I said, what, what is that? And they said, that's the team up in the prayer room. It literally billowed out, out of, the, out of the, the window there and surrounded Everyone down here in the foyer could hear. People that were were on our property could hear the prayers of our people seeking the Lord for the work that was taking on. And we believe that when we pray, God moves and God answers our prayers. And I want you to know that you had people, we had people praying at every turn for all that's happened. And so not only did things happen in the physical, meaning that with things that we can see, but I believe there were things that were happening that we cannot even see right now that God was working in the midst of as we were seeking him in prayer. And so I can't tell you how thankful I am for the work of the prayer squad. And we have one amazing testimony, just one of the many, of how God moved through their obedience. We had uh, one of the parks that was identified for the children's outreach. was right in the center of Plainfield. It's Hannah Atkins Park. And we thought that would be a great place for um, us to be centrally located and invite a lot of people to be a part of. But as we were getting closer, we were starting to get people coming to us and warning us, saying, is that really a good idea? Um, I'd heard that it was right around that park that there's some drug dealing that's going on. There are some illegal activities. It may not be the best place. And we thought if it's a dark place like that, then it's the best place for the light of Christ to shine. So we pray. We pray for God's protection. We'd ask him to be near to us. Well, we, we got a story back from Iris, who was a part of that children's outreach team, that as she entered into that place, you could feel uh, the weight and the change in the atmosphere, and she began to see things starting to go on that uh, looked as though they were exactly what we had expected might be taking place. And so people were showing up there. Uh, they were using uh, foul language. People were even overhearing them talking about making exchanges uh, for, for drugs, and so the team went right into prayer mode. And I want you just to hear from her um, how God used this and how God even used the prayer squad, which was here at the church, but also they would drive around and they would just be led by the Lord to show up at the right places at the right time and just cover whatever was going on in prayer. So listen to this testimony about how God used the prayer squad at that time. 
Hi, my name is Iris Williams and I had the honor and the privilege to be part of Service for Service. Our task that day was the Hannah Atkins Park. Um, so from the beginning, there was a lot of um, issues with the park, but God has called us. And all of a sudden, the ambience turned a little bit um, heavy. Miss Claire that was actually um, next to me um, said, you know, we need to pray. We need to pray right now because we have, you know, people and they're starting to say, you know, using foul language and um, saying that this is a good place for business and uh, we need to pray. And immediately, that's exactly what we did. And we began our praying, saying that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And that we believe that there were two or more there that the Lord will answer our prayer. And immediately, as soon as we actually, uh, you know, finish our prayer, that we lift up our eyes, boom, there they were, the prayer squad. It was amazing. It was a joy. We were jumping for joy, knowing that God had answered our prayer. And immediately, uh, when we looked Everybody left, but there was this one man who actually took off his hoodie and decided to cross the street. And there it was, just to see the joy of the Lord right there when that man ended up being part of a big prayer, when all these women gathered around him and began to pray for him. That was amazing. I encourage each and every one of you to really be part of this amazing task if you ever had the chance. Because one thing is saying there's power in prayer, but to see it in action was amazing. God bless you all. Amen. Amazing part of this story is that no one called on that prayer squad. Those people that showed up with the purple shirts on, they were just being led by the Lord and they showed up at that exact moment. As people were praying, and, and again, many of the people that were there, uh, they just kind of dispersed, like they just kind of left. But this one young man crosses the street and begins to talk, and they get to minister to him. I don't know why he was there, what his purpose was, but I'm sure he had no idea that he was going to meet the Lord himself on that day. Through that interaction, through that time of prayer, God moved in a very powerful way. And it was because of the prayer support that happened. So he just praised God for all that he did because we know it was so much more than we could even imagine. Um, we were able to minister to children that day in that park. We were to minister in the Grand Park. But one of the things that I was so excited about was what was happening here in our own building with our children through Service for Service Kids. And that was an opportunity for us uh, as a church to realize that our children are not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. And we pour into them, we know God has a plan for them. And so your leaders uh, that you entrusted them with taught them lessons on serving and gave them real ways that they could serve our community with the love of Christ. You see those cookies? We'll talk about those in a couple minutes. Uh, they had those, they uh, created cards, they created these potted flowers and, and, and made them look beautiful and they gave those out to our widows and to our shut-ins. They were to paint... Um, different kind of picture frames that we gave out that were personalized for Teen Challenge, along with cards of encouragement. A painting was created for the Specialized Children's Hospital, and cookies and cupcakes were decorated to be given out in one of our intentional acts of kindness. They also packaged uh, care packages for veterans. One of the things that were exciting uh, for this time was we took part in something called intentional acts of kindness. And intentional acts of kindness 
are things that we would do to serve our community and just remind people that Jesus loves them through a simple act of, of kindness. We're going to come back to that picture in just a moment. I want to tell you that we gave out bottles of water to people who were going in and out of gyms to work out. We went to Trader Joe's and, you know, those bags that they want to make you pay for, we gave them out to everyone for free and we gave them invitations to come. Maybe one of you are here because you were blessed by that bag uh, that was there. Uh, we saw children were playing in sports leagues in one of the parks and we went there and made balloon animals and, and treated them in some fun ways. We gave out Starbucks gift cards to people going in for a cup of coffee. Went to Babies R Us with 20 gift cards for $10 each and just found people that looked like they might need um, a blessing that day. And we gave to new moms uh, to help buy diapers for their children. We were able to give them out to people as they were go coming and going. And they had one encounter with someone who, upon hearing it was a church and hearing it was evangel church, they began to break down and cry because they said, you know what, I, I had been following the Lord and I'd even been to your church and I'd kind of fallen away and, and I can't believe this is happening today. And the team was able to minister and say, well, today's the day that the Lord's calling you home. And he, he wants to remind you of his love, that he hasn't forgotten about you, that he has a plan for your life. And there was even a family that was there that we're, we were able to bless in an even above and beyond kind of way. They came there that day and they didn't even have the resources to be able to buy what they needed for their child that was soon to come. They did not even yet have a crib for this baby who they were soon expecting. And the husband came and he was there and he was very humbled because each time he came, he didn't have the means to be able to get and secure what he knew his wife and family needed. And on this day, they came again, not sure how they would get it and seeing if there's any way that they could um, find enough stuff to get by. And they were able to receive a blessing from that team that was able to get them all the supplies that they would need for their child that was now coming. So I'm talking about almost $200 worth of supplies blessed to that family, given to them so they could see God's love. We prayed with them, we ministered to them, and we shared with them. It was not because of us, but because God loved them and he wanted to have a relationship with them. And so we praise God for what he did along those lines. Um, one of the other acts of kindness that was very, very fun to be a part of and such a blessing to our community was we created, and we could bring back up that picture, um, meals that would be delivered as surprise lunches for those that are serving in our communities as firefighters, police officers, emergency responders. And we packed these up and we brought them to Westfield, Plainfield, Scotch Plains, and Fanwood. And we showed up unannounced and gave them a meal, a spread. And we gave them cookies that were decorated by our children. And they were blown away. And they were amazed. There's one story we got back in particular about um, people that were taking part in, in a meeting in one of those places and all they had were a few donuts and some coffee and they had way more people than they knew what to do with. And it reminds me of the story of the, the boy with the fishes and loaves. <laughs> they're there and they're like, what are we going to do? And out of nowhere, this church shows up and says, hey, we got lunch for everyone. They're like, this never happens. We can't believe because Jesus knows he wants to send those messages through people intentional acts of kindness, God can use them as a message of hope to someone. And uh, many were blessed as a result of that. In fact, we heard back from one of the police officers that just wanted to say thank you for that service. And I want you to listen to the message that he left here for us at the church. So take a listen to this. Hello, this is Officer Andre Crawford from the Plainfield Police Division and the president of the PBA in Plainfield. On behalf of all the members of the police division, I'd like to thank you for the service that was rendered on Sunday. Um, the food and the just gesture of kindness was very much appreciated, and I just didn't want it to go without us uh, thanking you, you and your congregation. Greatly appreciated. May God bless. Thank you. Amen. We had, in total, all in all, 1,432 uh, hours of planning and preparation. 
We had 920 volunteers serving on the day of, over 1,100 signed up. We had 4,900 hours of volunteer service on that one day. 4,900 hours given out into our community with the love of Christ. 73 work sites. And the value of the projects and the work that was done is valued well over $100,000. So God did an amazing work in, in through it. And we're believing that countless lives were changed as a result of our obedience to the Lord. Amen. Very, very exciting. We were surprised uh, on Friday when the, someone from the mayor's office in Plainfield came and delivered to us a proclamation from the mayor about that day in particular, and uh, we'd like to read that to you, and Pastor Brian's going to read that proclamation to us right now. From the city of Plainfield, the office of the mayor, proclamation. Whereas Evangel Church is a long-standing member of our neighboring community in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, whose vision is changed lives, changing lives. And whereas Evangel Church embraces a community of changed lives who are committed to live by their mission and to extend their ministry across the street and around the world. And whereas, as part of their outreach ministry, Evangel Church is committed to performing community service activities around neighboring towns. And whereas on Sunday, October 11th, 2015, Reverend Christopher Moranti and the Director of External Ministries, Maria Cortez, celebrated their second Service for Service Day, wherein church members exchanged church service for service to the communities. And whereas the city of Plainfield was honored to have been selected as a community worksite where approximately 330 volunteers joined together in unity and peace to enrich the Queen City by servicing seven work sites in Plainfield. Hannah Atkins Playground, Matthewson Playground, Seidler Field, the Drake House, City Hall Parking Lot, the Salvation Army, and Habitat for Humanity. And whereas Evangel Church members engaged in activities that included the cleanup of historic sites, pergola restoration, the completion of an outdoor mural, interior painting, a park bench rebuilding, mulching, planting, and landscaping. Now, therefore, I, Adrian O. Mapp, mayor of the city of Plainfield, New Jersey, would like to recognize Evangel Church for their commitment to meet the needs of surrounding communities by giving up church service to serve the Plainfield community. And be it therefore resolved that I do hereby proclaim October 11, 2015, as Service for Service Day in the city of Plainfield, New Jersey, and that I have the distinct honor of calling upon each individual in the community to join me on this day in honoring and acknowledging the countless community services they provide. Adrian Mapp, Mayor, City of Plainfield. Let's recognize, church, the impact that's being made. And you may think it's as simple as painting something or as doing, but when people look back at it, they say, how did that happen? Oh, there's a bunch of people that went to a church. A bunch of God's people went out and made a difference. And we're doing what we just talked about a few minutes before I started sharing those stories. We're taking part in what God's word calls us to do in the world that we live. First Peter 4.10, it says this, each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We have taken part in serving others, and in so doing, we 
are being the stewards of God's grace in many different ways. Because I want to tell you, of the greatest thing that I have received in my life is nothing that I can count uh, with monetary value. Do you want to know what the number one thing that I received in my life was? The grace of God that forgives me of my sins, that changes my life, that gives me a brand new identity. And what we learn here is with that new identity comes a new purpose. And that purpose is this to go out and share that grace, that love, that hope with other people that are far from God. And when we do that, you know what we're doing? We're stewarding his grace. We're sharing his grace. We're administering his grace in its various forms. You may think it's painting. You may think it's say, being, uh, saying some kind words. You may think it's giving out a gift card. But when people can see God in the midst of it, and when they see why you're doing what you're doing, you're not just handing out a gift card. You're administering God's grace as you share the hope and love of Jesus with them in a tangible way. We took part in a God-sized goal. And I want to tell you something. People saw the Lord through our our lives as a result of it. And for that, we give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. When we do that, God gets all the credit for it. And it says this in the very next verse, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Meaning as we do that, the Lord will speak through us and we're representing him to them. We're, we're being his example. We're being Jesus with skin on as we've talked about in the past. We're being an image of Jesus to them to show them his love. And if anyone serves, they should do it with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. To God be the glory and the power forever and ever, amen, for what he's accomplished. He's given us the strength to do it. He's given us the words to say, and he receives all the glory for what has taken place. And there's nothing more exciting in this process because we go out thinking we're going to bring change into the community. We think we're going to go out and we're going to leave our community different as a result of it. But I know how God works. You know what he does? He leaves us as a different as well as a result of it. He changes us when we go out in service to him. And he begins to show us his purpose for our lives, his calling for us. And I want to just give you uh, one quick story about that. And it's Simone's story. And she shared this with us when we asked for some testimonies. She said, this was my first time doing the nursing home ministry. And I was a bit nervous of what to expect my concerns were unwarranted, and after a few minutes, the residents began opening up and sharing their personal stories and about their walk with the Lord. As we began singing and praising, those who were standoffish became warm and welcoming. And after a while, a friendship began, and everyone was smiling and laughing. The experience blessed me more than I ever thought possible. I never realized how much human touch and a friendly smile can really make a difference. I plan on now becoming a part of the nursing home ministry as they made me promise that I would come back and see them again. See, this is what happens whenever we take part in something. And we may have thought it's one day, but God can use that to show us that he has a calling for us to be a part of ministering and sharing his love with others. That's what it's really about. I pray that you do not wait until the next time we have something like service for service to allow your life to be used by God to serve others. That's his purpose for you. And my prayer has been that you would understand that he's called you as an agent of his grace, as someone that's called to share his grace and love with others. And when you step out in that, God gets all the glory and he takes you on an amazing journey through this life. So at the end of your rose today, I want you to take a moment and I want you to see that there's a basket there. And if everyone would just pass it down, this is a series of 
future serving opportunities between now and the end of the year. And I want you to know that we're not ending. This is just the beginning for where God's taking us. And if you haven't yet found a place to serve, these are some great opportunities for you to sign up and get involved. So any time between now and the end of the service, you can take one of those sheets, you can pray about it, and you can get involved in something. So please feel free to take that and consider how you might get involved in that way. When we serve, it also impacts our community and the people around us. There's a man named Robert who I told you about. Robert received one of the homes through, Salvi- uh, through the Habitat for Humanity. And he received that home um, as a single father of four, someone who is going from place to place, not sure um, where they would find shelter. And they were staying with some family. And he began to share and open up to us that it had been a difficult journey for him. But two years ago, he was contacted. And God answered his prayer and said, there's a home for you. And he's been waiting and he's been working on this project and getting it ready. And just a few months before we even got to the point of being on the ground on October 11th, his house wasn't yet built. And it wasn't yet completed to the point that it needed to be. And so some of you spent your Saturdays leading up to October 11th in Robert's house, helping get it ready for his family. Amazing. We've been ministering, sharing with him. I know some of you have been inviting him to church and to be involved in uh, what God's doing here and inviting his children to come and be involved in that. Um, We know God is writing Robert's story and we're praying for him and uh, for this provision and that he would just see God's hand in the midst of it. He began to share with us his goal for this home and, and what it would mean to his family. And he said this Christmas morning, his dream is, that he will be at his relative's home where his family is staying right now and they will open up the gifts around the tree and he'll be able to tell his four children, there's one more gift that daddy has for you and let's go and these children have no idea what's coming and on Christmas morning, they're gonna be able to drive up and walk into a home that's theirs, that they're gonna be able to live in. You are a part of that, thank you. You are a part of something that God's doing and I'm just believing that's a bigger story than God even knows yet and we'll continue to keep you posted on how God's moving through that. But that's what it's about. It's about continuing to be a part of answering um, the call that God has for us to step out in the ways that he has because he's writing his story just like he's writing your story and he's writing my story. And I'm so thankful that we have the opportunity to be a part of it. Whenever we do that, when we step out in faith and we take on that, we, uh, we really embody exactly what Jesus has called us to do. We're being light in our community and we're being obedient to do whatever it is he calls us to do. And there's one more story that really grabbed a hold of my heart about how God answers prayer and God works out circumstances to change people's lives because that's my story and that's so many of your stories today. This is uh, one of the people that helped organize service for service and she was a part of our planning committee and uh, team was Melinda. And Melinda uh, was one that would go around to all the different sites. She helped organize and select the projects that would be a be a part of. And as she was doing her rounds on the day of, one of the areas that she went to was Hannah Atkins Park, where the children's outreach was. Well, by the time she gets there, all the, all the things that we had talked about before is resolved. The prod, the, everything's going off great. The children's outreach is, uh, is going smoothly, and everything is, is uh, just really exciting. And as Melinda turns to walk away, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to her heart. And she says that as she's doing that, she sees this man. His name ends up being Fred. And uh, he's an intimidating man when she looked at him, not someone she would normally want to approach and talk to, but she felt the Lord prompting her heart that she needed to go speak with this man. And so she looked down, and, and there Fred is looking at this children's bracelet that he'd received at 
the, the outreach, the children's outreach, something we're giving out to children, and it has different colored beads, and it's called a salvation bracelet, and that gives you different colors representing the different parts of, um, of salvation and what Jesus has done for us, and now he's forgiven us of our sins. So she went over, and she just asked the question, hey, do you know what the colors on that bracelet represent? And he said, yeah, Jamaica. She said, no, not Jamaica. And she began to share with him what each color represented. She literally walked him through each step of what it means for Jesus to love us, to come and die for us, to take our place and to offer us forgiveness. And as she's sharing these things, other people who are a part of the outreach and a part of service service here, and they come over and they start sharing their story. Minnesota is there sharing, then Jose walks over, and they're both able to minister to Fred. And as they're ministering, they pray with this young father, and as they begin to talk to him, he opens up and talks about his drug addictions and how he's living out of a hotel and how he's in a very difficult place at this time. And they were able to tell their story about how they were in difficult places as well, but that we have a God who can bring new life, a God who can bring forgiveness, a God who, who doesn't care about your past. He could forgive you of anything. Nothing can separate you from his love. And by the end of them talking and praying, this man who seemed as an intimidating man, tears are running down his face, and he even says, man, I'm a man. I'm not supposed to be crying like this. You know why? Because God was working in his heart. God was working in his heart. And it's a reminder. It's a reminder because I was in that exact same place where I knew my life wasn't going where it should be going. And I needed something. I needed someone, and I didn't know what I needed. And I reached out in a lot of different places, and I looked for it in all kinds of things, but those wells could never satisfy the longings of my heart. And then one day, I came to hear about Jesus, and I was in a service with about this many people in the room. And as I was there, I heard the message about Jesus and what he had done for me. I learned that Jesus ultimately came as one who was the ultimate servant. And I read about it now and I know the passage. It's in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Because we do everything we do because we're following the example of Jesus. And Jesus said this, even the Son of Man, that's himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. When we are serving others, we are following the example of Jesus, who is the greatest example. And what I realized is that Jesus served me in my life. And he did that by giving up his life as a ransom for me. That whenever I lived a life that wasn't pleasing to God, whenever I lived a life filled with shame and guilt and pain and regret, things I know do not honor the heart of God, that I did not need to live without hope anymore because I heard the good news that Jesus loved me and he loved me so much that he came and he died on a cross 2,000 years ago and he didn't stay in the grave. He was risen from the dead and because of that, I could now experience forgiveness in my life if I called upon his name and allowed his forgiveness to come and fill my heart and my life. I tried it for many years to live apart from God and I didn't like where it got me. It didn't get me anywhere. And I can tell you that the only thing that has changed my life is coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. God orchestrated so many moments in my life. So many people prayed for me. And I want to tell you, God answered those prayers. And that's why I'm here today. You're here today, some of you, because you took part in serving and God has changed your life. Others of you, you're here today because someone's been praying for you a lot. And all those moments and all those prayers are being heard and have led you to this moment in time. I don't know the specifics on why you're here, but I know it's because God wants you to be here. It's because he wants you to know that simple truth that he loves you more than you could ever imagine, 
that it does not matter what has stained your past, there is forgiveness available because of his love for you. And today I would like for every person within the sound of my voice just to bow your heads and close your eyes and make this a moment where you just fix your attention on these words and on the fact that the God of the universe is here and he knows you and he knows your story and he's been trying to get your attention for some time. So today, if you know that in your heart, you have to weigh this for yourself. If you know that you're not in the right place with God, you know you need that forgiveness. The good news is that everyone that calls upon his name is saved. There's forgiveness because of Jesus and it changes everything. But you need to receive that gift. He gave it for you. And he's led you to this moment so that you could receive his love and walk in his forgiveness. It changes everything. But you need to receive that for yourself. And so today, if you're within the sound of my voice, I want you to repeat a prayer after me. And it's a prayer of of getting your heart right with God, of coming back to him. Maybe you've been far from him for a long time and you've stumbled away. It's time to come home. It's time to make it right. It's time to come back to him. For others, it's the first time you're making a commitment like this to follow Jesus. Repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins. They've separated me from you. Thank you for your grace that forgives me, that changes me, that leads me forward. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord Jesus, I pray right now, Lord God, for those that have prayed that prayer, Lord God, would you give them a confidence, Lord God, to take the step that you're calling them to take. In Jesus' name. Here's what I want you to do right now in this moment. If you said that prayer, I'm going to ask you to take another step this morning. I'm not going to ask you to come here. I'm not going to ask you to to say anything, but I am going to ask you to stand up in just a few moments. I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. And you may wonder why we would do something, why I would do something like that. Why believe this, that defining moments in your life, they call for decisive action. And I've watched far too long where people can just allow it to be a head game, but, but really never take a step forward in following Jesus. And today I want you to know, don't, don't allow this moment to pass by without standing in God's presence saying, Lord, I'm not ashamed. This is it. This is the decision I have made. Jesus said, if you are ashamed to declare me publicly, then I'm going to not declare you before my Father. But if you're willing to, then I declare you before the Father. And so it's important that we take a defining stand if you're ready to follow Jesus with your life. And what I'll ask you to do when I count to three, if that's you, you're coming back to him, you're coming in for the first time, I want you to allow that to be something that you will stand up. And as you do that, here's what you need to know as well. We are going to go nuts celebrating because we are here to see people take the step that you have just taken. So this is a safe place. This is an exciting place. And we just want to celebrate with you. So on the count of three, if that's you and you made that decision today, I want you to stand up. Ready? One, two, three. Right now on your feet. If that's you and you made that decision, I want you to stand up. Amen. Amen. If that's you, stand up right where you're at right now. Amen. If you're in the balcony, if you're watching anywhere, stand up right where you're at. Praise God.